what's up? Welcome to the Shamrock Show, episode two. I'm sitting here with my friend Steve Teft. You know him as the Ink Master, winner of season two of the Ink Master on Spike TV, which is now the Paramount Network. Um, you catch him on Return of the Master, and a, he says he's been on five times. Yeah, a bunch of redemptions, you know. Mostly it was to help people out, and then I got called out once for a, a tattoo that the uh, girl liked when she left, but then thought about it and hated it, so... I got dragged back to uh, be ridiculed on TV. Oh, that's a good time, man, huh? <laughs> good old-fashioned tar and feather. It's a, and, yeah, uh, it's all fun when you're being set up. That's awesome. Oh, well, Steve, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, you know. I mean, uh, in this area, everybody knows you. Even before, you know, outside of the show, 12 Tattoos, owner of 12 Tattoos in Groton, one of the most, probably the most well-known tattoo shop in the area, Bunch of excellent artists out of there. You know, when you see work that comes out of there, you know pretty much that it came from, Thanks, from 12, man. That. Yeah, no, you got a bunch of good guys over there. Yeah. Right? I mean, I uh, think so. You got to weed some out, and it is what it is. Right, right. Some, business, come, some come and go, but, I mean, yeah. you, you know, you got some guys that have been there a really, really long time, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, I, I apprentice most of them, so they usually stay pretty loyal. Yeah, and so you're celebrating 10 years in the business, right? 10 years, I mean, to be honest with you, I never saw it coming. Uh, just like everybody else, you know, you, you get up, you go to work, and some things work out, some things don't. And I happened to, well, I started tattooing like 28 years ago. When okay. It wasn't fun and it wasn't cool, and yeah. everybody thought you were a scumbag, and luckily it worked out. <laughs> um, so, how did you get into the tattoo industry to begin with? Like, um, honestly, I, I think I was like six or seven, and my next door neighbor had a Grim Reaper yep. on his arm. And I said, Mom, what's that? And she said, That's a tattoo. I said, I want to do that. And ever since then, I've always wanted to learn. Were you always, like, artistically inclined? We always Yeah, like, like, um, always was drawing and stuff like that. The funny right. part was, though, I was always drawing dead things and monsters. And so in kindergarten, they called my mother and they thought I was abused <laughs> because I would stay in recess and just draw, like, bloody-eyed monsters. Right. And my mom's like, no, no, he's fine. He just likes this stuff. Yeah. And ever since then, you know, every couple of years, I get dragged into the office because they're like, are you all right? I'm like... Yeah, why? Because in fourth grade, we had to make a placemat for Thanksgiving, and mine was a severed head. I can see why you get dragged so into I get, the office. So I keep getting dragged in, and then my I mom's like, no, he just, just likes the stuff. So I guess I was meant to do what I do. Right, right. Um, so before before you went on the show, you did, was 12 in existence already? Yes, but 12 it, was in existence. But it, moved, it was up the road more, right? For two years, yes. I right. was at the... Uh, Advanced back and neck. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I started. Um, yeah, and then two years after that, I got this email to go on a TV show. Yep. And I watched season one, and I actually got tattooed by the winner before he was even on the show, Shane O'Neill. Okay. So to be totally honest, I started dating this stripper out of Providence. And a lot, she, a lot of good stories start that way. And bad ones. <laughs> Suave nose. <laughs> Might have been the same girl, to be honest. I didn't want to get shout, that far. Shout out to Suave behind we, the we, camera. Yeah, we will we'll blur the names out to protect the innocent. But um, so true story, smoking hot girl. I know she's a stripper from Providence, but she wouldn't put out. So I'm like, God, how am I going to get this chick, you know, to loosen up? Yeah. So I said, hey, I got to go try it for a TV show in Manhattan. Do you want to go over the weekend? Actually, it was a Tuesday. That's right. I had to go for a Tuesday, so we went Monday night. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, listen, if you take a girl to New York, yeah, you take her out to dinner, you're in Manhattan, you can't close the deal, man. Just, yeah. just shut it down. Just, it's, it's over. Yeah. Your life is over. Just turn in your man card at the door. Yeah, like literally. You know, you can start transitioning anytime you want. <laughs> so long story short, not even thinking of the 
of the show still. Yeah. We drank till literally six in the morning. Yeah. My casting call was at ten. Yeah. So on two hours of sleep, I show up to this interview, and I think I did well because I was so hungover. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like nervous or anything. I was just thinking like, don't throw up, don't throw up. Right, right. So long story short, they're like, all right, you know, can you come back? I'm like, sure. So a week later, I went back, did on air. I was so nervous. I found a bar across the street called the Pig and Whistle, and I. Oh yeah, I know where that I is. Blasted like five quick shots. Yep. And I walked in there, dude, glowing. It's a good bar. Glowing. Yeah. I was like on the verge of being wasted. And I uh, told a few jokes, you know. And uh, basically, they're more about, yeah, they like your work. They want personality. Right, they right. Because you're a great artist, but you know, there's a, a million there's, great There's a million, and what separates, right. and most, most really good artists are either antisocial or just not really into the TV thing. Right, right. So it's kind of hard to film. You know, I could take five of the best artists in the world. They probably wouldn't say two words of each other for six months. So Right, right, because I, I guess, you know, when you think of artistic people, a lot of them do kind of be, like, create the creative people in general do kind of, their mind works differently and they do kind of stick to themselves a lot. If you think of, like, the the artsy kids you knew in high school and stuff, they weren't also the people you were thinking of yeah. being on TV, you know? Well, now being I mean? weird is in. Right, right. You used to be made fun of, but now being weird is, like, unique. It's, like, it's always been the same. America. America. You know, like, you've hung out with some MMA fighters. Some yeah. guys like to talk and some guys want to be left alone. Right, right. That's 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 for sure, man. You know, you get guys who hate the business end of it, which can be the difference in success. That's not about how good you can fight. You know what I mean? So it's. Well, I mean, be, you run a bar. You know, everybody right. thinks running a bar. Oh, that's fun. But the business yeah. end of it is horrible. It's horrible. Right. I mean, listen. I ran strip clubs for seven years, dude. Like people, are like, oh, you got the greatest job in the world. Like, my man, you have no, no idea. That's actually when I I first started hearing about twelve. So. I managed the Gold Club for a while in, the, right. in its early days, but I started when it was Silk Stock. Like, you're a Groton guy. Do you go back? Yeah, that, you go, yeah, back, go that back that far. That far yeah. So it was. Um, so at one point it was the Del Mar, right? But that's before me. Yes. But um, the, but when I got involved with the place, the left side, which is now the Gold Club, was called the Penalty Box. It was a sports bar, pool hall. They did like a like a lot of heavy metal, like uh, mosh pit concerts in there and stuff. Yeah, my it was band really played dope. there once. Oh, we, really? When I was in Murderfest with Joe Dodo. Rest his soul. Yeah, yeah. Josh Diekman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Dexter. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Dude, what a. That, what we call the murder a, fist. It's a knock around guys right yeah, there. Yeah, those, those are killers. And then the other side, which is now like the juice bar side, was just the strip of silk stockings. Right. That was the. Uh, do you. I don't know if I can tell. Do you know the story of what happened there? So. I don't even. So if I disappear, this podcast better get a lot of views. So <laughs> one of my best friends in high school, okay. I went to Griswold. He moved there my sophomore year from Providence, and his dad was a guy. All right. Okay. okay. It was a guy, like a real guy, not like one of these guys who says they're guys. Yeah. So the guy who owned the Silk Stockings, who's also a pit boss at Foxwoods, his name was Bobby G. And he got in debt to guys you shouldn't get in debt to. And they ended up taking that place from them. Like, if you've ever seen The Sopranos, you ever watch the show The Sopranos? They walk in and just... You, you know, like, there's like a bust out. Like, you know, this guy owned the place. And he was hiding in the office all the time. So my friend's father was down from Providence to, like, keep an, an, an eye on things. So me and my boy, like, dude, we would go to, like, the mall and, like, Dunkin' Donuts looking for pretty girls at these dead-end jobs and bring them in. And then we all started running parties on the other side, too. It was, it was cool for a while. Um, and then eventually... 
they ended up selling the the business to the gold club but the the building is still not owned by the gold club i'll tell you that right. much well now it's well, now it's Minx, Minx because I guess they sold one down south or something. Yeah, then they sued for because the they, they originally owned that one. It's yes. in, I think it's in South Carolina. Yeah, they, they did own that, and then the name got right, right, whatever. And somehow they decided Minx was a great name. Okay, it's not a bad name. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. But the point of the story is, people think they see the the A side, they don't see the B side. You know, well, you know, a lot of people are local. They've you know, luckily the area's growing, you know. Um, like when I first started, there was two tattoo shops, like right. 92, 94. Right. You know, and now there's, God, there's like five in Groton, five in New London. New London, right, right. Five in Norwich, you know, anybody. But they do they do come and go. I don't know the, the turnover rate in, in general. Like I know they say restaurants and bars, it's like 50% closed within a year. I don't know what the turnover rate, but I do see a lot of, of tattoo shops come and go, you know what I mean? Well, it's it, the business aspect. Yeah. You know, people just want to do art, which I get, but then it's like taxes, and you know, you got to promote, and it's work, 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 work. Right. So don't stop at, hey, I'm creative, let's put something together. It's that's cool, but man, taxes are due, and you know, your rent's going up, and blah blah yeah, blah. You yeah. know, all the the bullshit that no one wants to deal with. That's what makes successful businessmen successful, because that's the stuff they're good at. Right. So every time I'm getting a tattoo, I always wonder this. You ever just like totally mess like while you're doing something and just fuck up? I've totally I messed one up really good. Yeah. Um, it was a buddy of mine. He's actually he was a Norwich cop, and now I think he works for, I think he works for like the FBI. Okay. So he he, he came in and got three initials. Mm-hmm. And I, I it was like RSD or something like that, and he wrote on a piece of paper, and I kept going, oh RSD right? He goes, no, that's an N. I forgot how it went. But right. So we're bullshit, and I've tattooed him a million times. I get done with the tattoo. It's a hole inside of his arm. I go, how's it look? He goes, great, but you spelled it wrong. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So luckily, I could fix it. But, I mean, that one was, I was like, really messed that one up. Right. Like, I mean, everybody and it gets a tattoo, like one line might be a little squirrely. You can fix or shade right, or right, whatever. Right. But, I mean, an actual mess up, mess up. That, that was a good one. The first, just remember, the first tattoo I ever got was at a place in Norwich. It was called the Eagle's Nest. Oh, Are you yeah. familiar with that? And while I was getting it done, there was a guy in the chair next to me, and he was getting uh, initials on his chest. And, you know, he was, like, I was 18, and he was about my age. And they, they did everything they could to talk him out of it. They, like, the guy who was doing that tattoo said to the guy who was doing my tattoo, he's like, hey, this guy's getting initials. It's not his mother. It's not his daughter. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, how long you guys been together? Like, six months. And they're like, yo, what if I bang your girl? You know, they did everything they could to talk him out of it. Do people get names tattooed on themselves a lot? They still do. Like, I'll tell you a great story. This one little girl came in. She was a tiny little blonde thing. Yes. And, which, uh, the name was, let's say it was Calvin or something like that. Right. No, DeAndre. I remember this now. DeAndre. So I'm like, who's DeAndre? Oh, a guy she only been dating for like a month. Yeah. And this girl was tiny, maybe 100 pounds. Right. So I go, I'll be covering this up. <laughs> so swear to God, three yeah. or four months later, she comes in. I got to get this covered up. I'm like, all right, what's the story? She didn't want to tell me. Her friend goes, I'll tell you the story. Yeah. She met him at like, uh, what was that place in uh, Norwich was famous? The hip hop club. Not the hip hop club. The, uh, oh, like Bella's? Or Bella, yeah, yeah, Bella Notes or whatever. Yeah. Her name was DeAndre. Come to find out, he was married with like three kids, and his name wasn't De- even DeAndre. <laughs> I was like, wow, that one hurts. Yeah, that's tough. So then not only did the tattoo cost like a ton of money because they had it covered up. Right. You got to live with that story. 
Yeah, you feel pretty foolish. That right. one's pretty bad. I once knew a stripper with three names on her. She never even got them covered up. She just added a new one. Well, you know, she's working she, it. Maybe she was a hitman. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. She's working it, you know. So bring me to the show. You won season two of season two. The Ink Master. Okay, what I think a lot of people don't understand is when you go on a show like that, you dorm style live with everybody. Okay. So where they film is you film downstairs and you live upstairs. Okay, so it's all one. It's thing. all it's, one. Know, they're, not, life they're not shuttling you. Your you're you're is, living in the studio. Your life is 20 steps. Okay. So two showers, 21 people. So now the guy that you're going up against or the girl... And you're berating each other's tattoos on camera, like going at it. Right. All of a sudden, like, hey man, let's go. We're gonna go eat some, you know, spaghetti tonight. And right. And sit across in the and sleeping like my room had 18 guys in it. Oh jeez. So you're sleeping on these little singlets. Yeah. They take your phone. You don't get it back till the end of the day, like at nine o'clock at night. Really. And no one, you don't leave, and no one visits until you're kicked off. Oh man, that's brutal. So you're talking if you make it to the end, it's nine weeks. Wow. You're sequestered. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like people just think oh, it's tattooing and you go home. No, it's it's right. mental warfare. Right, right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. How much of so it is a reality show? How much of what goes on there is is scripted? Do they tell you like, hey, yo, this this girl's gonna do this tattoo. We want you to tell her to like. They don't it's terrible, really but. do that, but in, you know, let's face it, it's got to be interesting. Right, right. But the the best thing is when you put people living together, and in a competition. Shit's gonna go. It's gonna, it's gonna so manifest itself. All they itself, do is they just right. nudge some stuff. Like, yeah. if I'm over in the corner talking shit on you, they'll come over to you going, you know, Steve's over there talking shit on you, and it just breeds right, contempt. Right, and right, then, right, right, right. Man, then it's just Makes for good TV. game on, you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, you stick a bunch of people in that high stress, it's how, going down. How much has your life changed since winning that show? I mean, honestly, it's been a blessing. Yeah. You know, the one thing I, I do realize, which really threw me off the most, is. I lost some, I thought, good friends over just jealousy. Okay. Like, you know, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Look at your life now. I'm like, yeah, but man, I'm still your boy. Like, yeah. when I get into a club for free, you're with me. Right. You're not paying for shit either. So what are you all upset about? I don't know what's going to work. Right you're, right. you're just hanging with your boy. Yeah. But, um, you know, otherwise than that, it's been all positive, great for business. You know, like I said, when I started, it was a scumbag. No one cared. No one thought it was cool. Now... You know, I go to a casino, people recognize me. It's really cool, especially little kids. It's cool. That's yeah, really yeah, that's cool, man. That's a really cool part. Yeah, and I mean, I, I know when I see you, I do see people constantly always trying to, to take pictures with you. And, which is and cool, stuff, like I said, is... man. Like, I tell people, does that annoy you? I'm like, nah, because no one wanted a picture of me before. Right, right. Like, ever. <laughs> and it's not like you just were, like, on a reality show, like, Survivor or something. This is a reality show about the business you run, so it's constantly advertisement yeah. for, for what you're doing. You're paying residual on it. 100%. You know, I mean? you know, I mean, to get to not only go on a show doing what you love to do and then, you know, be fortunate enough, and I mean fortunate enough to win it, Yeah, is really cool. Because when I went back from Masters versus Masters, my mindset was totally different, and like the show got to me, the drama got to me, yeah. the stress got to me, and you know, then you get to do a shitty tattoo and watch you know four million people tell you what a piece of shit you are. It's awesome. <laughs> do you ever it's go four million ex girlfriends right, telling you right. how shitty you are? Do you ever read comments on like Twitter, Instagram, oh, or anything? You do. I you, answer, you, I answer everybody. Really? Back. And the worse they are, the more I'll talk to them. Wow, but that, that's what breeds that people are going to continue to write negative, you know, because 
there's a there's a currency in that. Like, oh, well, the the, the Ink Master, this guy who's verified on Instagram, he, he responded back to me. They show their friend. Like, my friends, I don't know what kind of people have that. Like, if I was like, yo, I just flamed this guy who was on TV. Like, it was like, what the fuck All is wrong? All my friends with are real people who got jobs. Right, life. right. You know, you but, know. I mean, this this one gay kid on Twitter yeah. hates my guts, and he would just berate me every chance he got. Really? Yeah, because I I made, I made a funny comment. You know, the show walked up to me on season two and said, you know, there's there's two girls left and there's three guys and the other two guys are pretty quiet. Could you like, could you like kind of, you know, make it a little more, go at the girls a little bit more, make it, I said, no, because I have a girlfriend and a life to go back to and I'm not going to be on TV right. berating women. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, so I poked fun on, I, I, I said something like, you're always walking up my studio, the bathrooms always need to be cleaned or something right, like right. that. Oh, that was it. I was the biggest male chauvinist pig, scumbag, hate women. I'm like, you know, it was a joke, right? Right. Kind of a joke. Oh, this kid wouldn't let it go. That was 2012. Really? He's still on me. Yeah, well, these people do that on, online who, like, no matter what you're doing, they like to, to chirp up, man. But you, get the, but you get the same people who don't even know you going, man, I think you're awesome. Right. I love you. I'm like... So you gotta, you gotta. Right, as long as, what's up? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, man. And I guess it's good because you don't also don't want to read just the good stuff and let your head get like. Yeah, because know. I mean, luckily I'm old enough that it's like I can't imagine. I know I couldn't believe you told me you're about to be fifty, right? Dude, this year it's killing me. It's the only age I've ever been kind of like not cool with. I'm yeah. not cool with this one. <laughs> Hey, well, it's not really an alternative, but I'm really not cool with this. Thing. Yeah, you, you don't really have a choice, right? No. But you're still an animal. Can I tell you, this guy drinks a shot <laughs> of Jack Daniels mixed with Yukon Jack. I don't even know what kind of monster you have to we, be to, to, to drink that. He I, makes me drink them with it. I believe it's called a Harley Davidson. And we were pounding those Saturday night. Yeah. Dude, I wonder. Yeah. Even I don't really like them too much anymore. Yeah, they burnt you out. do some proper. Yeah, now we now we got some proper twelve, the official whiskey of the Shamrock Show. Stuff in mind, this stuff is great. I love proper twelve because it's delicious. But yeah. I mean, I'm a Conor McGregor fan. I mean, the guy's a maniac. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. I mean, I don't know how much to believe what you read in the tabloids. I can tell you that the product's great. I've met Conor three times, and he was always really, really, really good. We have a mutual friend in, in uh, Dublin, so I go over to Ireland. I try to. Every year, um, it's a small country, so it's not hard to, to run into people. Right. Especially, you know, I've made different connections in, in that business anyway. You know, from right. from the gym, and uh, you know, I I'm at the sunsets this year. Shout out to Sunset Ribs. Make sure you come through and visit. Uh, we've kicked Jameson out altogether. Proper Twelve is my my house whiskey. So I'm telling you, yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. And honestly, yeah, if you if you're live under a rock and haven't been to Sunset Ribs, yeah. I don't know how you have it, but it's a, always an awesome place, always a great time. I mean, I've always had a ton of fun there. I appreciate that. Always. That, that's all always. I go for, man, is I really want people to have fun. I don't want, like, I want people to leave, like, oh, man, that was a good time, you know? And I, and I think people do, man. I mean. Oh, it's a party. We, we constantly hit capacity, so, you know. There, it's a party. It's a good time. That's man. all you want. I mean, what do you really want? You want to go out and party. Right, right. Which is my own little reality show. And it was definitely, know? oh, psh. It's not what I was wanting. You're like, oh, I'm just going to go sit down with my girl and talk to her in a quiet corner. Yeah, that's not the place for you. Well, maybe like Monday through Thursday, but not and weekends. upstairs. Yeah, upstairs, <laughs> but not Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nah, it's a good time. Um, how much has business exploded since the show? Honestly, I, I can't ask for any more. Like, it's so great. Right. Um, I have people traveling from Boston and up from Jersey and Georgia. I had a kid flying from Utah and sit. Uh, really? Two straight days. So that's really dope. You know, and that's, I think, is the coolest because 
you know, at the end of the day, we all we all want to think we made a difference. Maybe yeah. in a little small way. Might have made somebody happy today, or like someone came to your bar and had a really good time. Right, right. Through a party and like, oh, it went great. You know, these people trust me with their skin for the rest of their life. So if they're taking their time out to come see me, I mean, that's pretty dope. Yeah, man. Um, and the tattoo industry has just exploded because even I got my first tattoo when I was 18. It was 1999, and just since then. You know, I mean, I got a ton now, but like the acceptance of it in businesses, and I mean, it, I, I would say that people under forty, it's got to be a, more than half that have at least one. Way tattoo. more than half. When I started, and you got a tattoo, people go, "Why do you have a tattoo?" Right. Now you say to people, "Why don't you have a tattoo?" Right. And it used to be just like stuff, like, like really flat. You know, yeah, it's really art now. I mean, I've got two pieces done by you know Alyssa that you saw yes. for me at Sunset. She's yeah. done two pieces on my chest. They're just their artwork. They're absolutely in yeah. incredible. You know what I mean? It used to just like my first tattoo, Irish kid. I got the the Notre Dame, the you fighting know, the, Irish. Right, guy. I mean, I've how, done a million. I don't see how many of those you've done. You know, I wish I didn't have it. But it was like I was trying to pick something, you know, and I'm like, yeah, well, well, what? I'm, what? Irish, I'm yeah. always going to be Irish. That's not going to change. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So, and uh, that's what I went with. But it's just a flat. Piece, the you know, what I mean? there's the no is artists are now involved. Where right. before it was you were a tattooist, right? You could have been a guy who can't even draw, they're gonna teach you how to tattoo. Yeah, now artists are getting involved, like people mind blowing paintings and everything else, and now doing these tattoos that are incredible, right? The only problem I see is they're going a little overboard, like too much detail, too much color, and as it fades, it's just gonna look like shit, right? There's only certain things you can do to the skin, and that's the end of it. Um, so I've never been to a tattoo convention, but the last few years they seem to be like the biggest thing out. You know, I see like yes. there's one in Hartford, you know, one in Providence, all, all locally. There's there's a bunch of them. Again, you know, Alyssa's is a friend of mine, so I ever see her going to these things. You're doing a tattoo convention. I am. Um, I've been it's been a dream of mine for the past couple of years. Um, I'm fortunate enough I get flown pretty much around the world if I want to go to certain tattoo conventions. And some are better than others, and like anything else. And I always thought, you know, this is such a great area. There's so many cool people that I, if I could put one around here, I think it would be great. And luckily for me, um, I've been friends with Tommy Ringwald, who owns Tommy's Tattoo Supplies. Okay, so that's who does the one in Hartford. That's right? he that's, does the one. I, I, don't, I don't know who that, but I just he does know the, the one name in Hartford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and him got talking, so we now partner up with Mohegan Sun. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be really cool. It's going to be incredible. Um, it, it, we had to move the dates because it was going to conflict with some other tattoo shows. Okay. So now it's going to be, I believe it's March uh, 7th, 8th, and 9th, or 6th, 7th, 8th. I don't know the exact dates. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. And this is of next year? This is of next year. We're going to promote it all this year because yeah. we want to make it like the biggest, best in the area. Um, so let's see. It'll be March... Six, seven, and eight. Okay, so March six, seven, eight. And this is, gonna, is this in the new uh, convention center? It is in the new convention center. Yes. Okay. Um, going to be unbelievable. Um, I can't say enough. I'm partnering up with a great guy, already who spend a fifty million of them. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we're going to try to bring the best of the best. A um, bunch of guys from TV, and uh, hopefully everybody has a good time. So. As a guy who has a bunch of tattoos, I've never been to it. What, what happens at a tattoo convention? What what is it? Um, what it's, goes on there? it's a bunch of tattoo artists. Yeah. Um, that will actually do tattoos there, and then you can buy like products like piercings and cool T-shirts and any kind of cool tattoo related things. So, yeah. 
The good thing is, say is a guy from California, a guy that's been booked up forever that you really want to get. If you know he's coming, you can email him, and then you can finally get this guy or girl to tattoo you that may you may never had a chance to get to. Right. Okay. So if like a couple guys I was on TV with, you're like, oh my god, I love the guy's work. I'm like, well, he's gonna be here. Hit him up. Right. You know, get him. All right, that's what's up, man. Yeah, and I just was at the, um, well, not just, but over the winter, I was at Winefest at Mohegan Sun. I got to see that new convention center, man. They did a great job with that. Dude, they killed it up. That's, they um, killed it. You know, it's cool to live in this area, man, um, where we have all this stuff going on. Like, whenever, whenever I'm at the casino, you know, and I see people taking picture in front of the waterfall or in front of that weird statue, I always wish, like, at first I'm like, tourists. But then, like, I, I, I always wish that I could re-see this place the way that people see it, like people come here from all over the place, and I go there in my pajamas, like you know, because it's just there. To me, it, these casinos ruin Vegas for me because all it is is Vegas is a hundred times bigger. Right, right. More casinos, almost the same stuff. No, for sure. I, I actually just went to Vegas. I think it's 2015 for the first time ever, and I was like, okay, you know, like it, I was the same way. It was yeah. like, oh my God, Steve in Vegas, you're gonna go crazy. I'm like, dude, between Providence and the casinos, right. I can do anything There's I want, nothing. anywhere I want, like. Right. Right. I, you know, I get it. If you've never been to Vegas, it's cool, but... Right, if you're coming from, like, Midland, Ohio or something. Oh, God, you you're going to go crazy. But, you know, Mohegan Sun and Foxwoods are, you know, amazing facilities. And, you know, Mohegan Sun just growing the way it does. And it's growing in a, in a smart way. And doing things like this convention center where, you know, I, I know that they get big turnouts for these tattoo conventions. And you're going to have a lot... Like, with you involved, I mean, you, you said you're bringing in people from the show. So yeah. people are going to get a chance to meet people who they've only seen on TV, which is always a good time. Yeah, a good time. Like, um, the one in Philadelphia is the largest tattoo convention in the world. Okay. So there's a 1,000 booths. So there's anywhere from 1,600 to 2,000 tattoo artists in yeah. one area on a weekend. Um, and then if people want information on this, where was the best place to, to find out? Um, right now, the flyers are all going up soon. We're working on the logo. So within the next two or three weeks, it's called the uh, New England Tattoo Expo. Okay. Just look for it. I mean, it will literally be everywhere in about another two weeks. Billboards, we're going to promote it big. So that way, you know, everybody come down and have a good time and That's get some awesome. cool tattoos. I'm really looking forward to it. I got to get some work from you, by the way. I, I know. Never got, I never got any work from you. You do know me. So all you can do is call me and, you know. I know. We can make that I know, for sure. <laughs> Between your schedule and mine, I don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah, but I'm ha- sure it would we probably can... have to be during the winter. Yeah, we're going to have to make it happen. Um, so going back to Spike TV, I think I always thought it was kind of neat that Connecticut had a lot of representation. Um, you won the show. And then a couple of years later, Brennan won the tournament that Bellator did on Spike TV. So it seemed like the TV was stations were out here a lot, and, and, and this area, Connecticut, was you know really showing up. I know you sponsored Brennan for for some fights. Yeah, well, absolutely. So Cross promotion. Um, I sponsored Josh for a little yeah, while. I know you sponsored Josh as well. Um, but I know like a couple kids from like uh, American Idol. Yeah. Uh, one dude was on like The Bachelor. I mean, so Connecticut was really kind of blowing up. Right, right. Yeah, the kid. Um, he used to play at Sunsets like years back before, before I took it over. The Fradiani, he won American Idol, but it, you know, just this little state is pumping out. And then you, then you figure on a lower note, you had uh, that kid on Dating Naked. I don't, I don't, I missed. I must have missed that one. Yeah, no, you know that it was from Mystic. Oh really? Yeah. Um, he was on Dating Naked. He had that one kid on Big Brother. Damn. Yeah, then my ex-girlfriend was on Dating Naked. That went, that went over well. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, 
can't picture it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you got me on that one. Yeah. So, so Connecticut's been, you know. Yeah, that's what's up. All so around the TV. So I know you said that, um, you know, you guys had to dorm up, and it was a lot of tension in there. Any kind of like real crazy stories or like anybody throwing down behind the scenes or well, anything? Well, you're not allowed to. So the last season I was on Masters versus Masters. This one kid named Josh Payne would not shut up, and the guy always had something to say. So I tried to sit everybody down as a veteran, say, this is what to expect, man. Try to try to hold it together, and this is going to be tough. And he just kept running his mouth and running his mouth. And we have one rule. Whatever we talk about off air when we're not filming, because you don't know who's got a boyfriend, you know, who has a girlfriend or a wife at home, right, and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And, you know, you, there are women there that are, that are filming with you, mm-hmm. and they're a door away. So we try to keep, you know, that business or whatever you're doing or whatever you're just blowing steam off about, just, you know, you know this dude like to uh, keep bringing stuff up off camera, on camera. Yeah. So I explained to him once, this happens once and only once, so this is it. You're not my girlfriend, you get one sorry with me. You're a dude, <laughs> you get one sorry. Are we cool? He's like, man, I'm so sorry, we're cool. Man, not even three days later, he did it. Yeah. So I said, stand up, right in front of the camera. He's like, what? I go, now I knock you out. Yeah. He's like, what? I go, I already talked to you like a man. We discussed this. We all came in agreement. You keep acting like an asshole. It's time for you to go. So, of course, I got pulled into a different room and a timeout, and mm-hmm. you can't threaten people. I'm like, I'm not threatening him. I'm saving you 200 grand. You're kicking me off the show. He's getting kicked off the show. Whether it's 40 or fourth grade, you're getting pulled in the office, huh? Dude, oh, my God. Well, they don't want, you know, I don't know how much money they pay for that show, but, man, it is a ton. Yeah. It's a ton, you know. But the one thing I can say, the judges are awesome. Dave Navarro is a really cool guy. Yeah, what a legend, too, man. Dude, he is super talented, super super funny, super smart, and yes, every girl on the planet wants to bang him. Right, right. It was funny because me and him would talk, and now they bring out these clients that used to be a lot of hot girls. Yeah. So now they they call him canvases, and he's looking at me and be like some not a very attractive girl with like purple hair or something. He's looking at me and go, it's your fault. Every time they bring a hot girl, you bang her. So they don't want to get sued. So I had a, a waitress that worked for me at Sunset who actually did hook up with him on the show at, at one point. She had a piece done from him or something. That yeah, was she a, had a garter belt. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. You actually know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly about. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. She told me some funny stories. That's funny, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she used to always talk about that at work. Like, cause whenever the show would be on, you know, we'd put it on in the in the uh, in the bar. You know, I don't know. I, <laughs> guys saying they hooked up with people, I think it's a little cooler than. The girls, yeah. Uh, by sure. the way, but I, it's, a, it's a celebrity. You gotta shoot your shot, I guess. I guess, you know? yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, isn't Brad Pitt? But okay, right, I'm, right. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you win all this money on the show. You want a nice little chunk of change. Hundred grand, yes. Now, was that when you moved the shop? Is did you put that into the shop, or was the shop already? That's how I opened. I, I reopened the shop. I moved down the road to a bigger facility. Right, right. And uh, I didn't. I probably spent eighty percent of the money on the shop. Okay. Because it's hundred grand after tax is sixty seven right, grand, right, so right. you know it goes fast. Right, that's still a nice little. Uh, hey, listen, hundred grand's hundred grand. Right, right. I don't care how much money you got. Someone wants to give it to you, I'll take that it. For sure, for sure. What's the worst decision you ever made business wise? Not necessarily with that hundred grand. Opened a bar. You opened a bar? Yeah, I owned a rotten apple. That's who named it. I didn't know that. Yeah, me and Pat. Two things. Someone once told me, and I believe it. Part partnerships are made in hell and get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's, I, yeah, that's interesting. I, was, I had no idea that see, you were involved I, in that place. Here's my one advice to everybody. Just because you think you know something yeah. doesn't mean you know it. So I thought, well, I'm a popular guy. I like to drink. I'm going to own a bar. Right. Well, 
owned a bar with someone who didn't know anything about business, who, I don't know, I don't want to bash a guy, it just is what it is, it's closed yeah. now, right. blah, 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 but I learned a very valuable lesson. You know, you need to know a little bit more, do your homework, don't just go in there thinking, like you know, you've ran a bunch of bars, you can't hire someone with no bar experience to manage a bar, it's gonna go south fast. Well, that's the thing with that business is, you know, you see all these places pop up and like everybody thinks it's an easy business. They see like, oh, it's a bottle of liquor, it's $30 and you know, you get 20 something drinks out of it, you sell them at eight bucks a piece, like what's to know? There's a, lo- there's a lot to know, you know what I mean? There's More than you would ever know, know. But, you know? But yeah, you know, that's wild. I had no idea that you were ever in that yeah, business. Yeah, I, I owned it for two years. Yeah. And uh, the show hit about the same time. I owned it first, then I went on the show. Yeah. <clears throat> for that help, but let's just say bad partnerships and uh, me not knowing enough. And let's face it, why is Bar Rescue still on TV? Right. Because people think they can run shit, and is you it, can't. Is that on the same channel? Yeah, Paramount. Really? I met him. He's, he's quite an asshole. He seems like a douche. I kinda, he was. Uh, when he's ready to retire, maybe I'll take his job. I mean. Other other people met him. He maybe just had an off night. When I met him, he wasn't he wasn't a nice person. Yeah, I mean, I've watched it. It's a little overdramatic. And they're pumping it up. Now. Right, right, man. It's like at some point you run out of stuff to do, so we're just going and screaming at people. That's, I mean, like, you know, you got to look at like when he was doing Handlebar. Yeah, the one in Stony. Right, right, right. You know, my friend Betsy's place, and you know, I met him, and he was like, literally, he he didn't care to meet me. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, man, you know, like we're kind of on the same right, team-ish. Right, right. But whatever. He's yeah, killing it. Yeah, yeah, he does, man. But, you know, TV. Yeah, it is what it is. It, it does blow it up a little bit. Well, you got to you gotta do something. But it, it leaves people, because people will come into me and like, well, I was watching the show, and he says you should do this like this. I'm like, go open your own place, man, you know. Uh, it's funny. A buddy of mine went to one of his seminars, and the, one of the funniest things – that made the most sense, and you would know this like anybody else. He goes, you know, you can open a bar and do everything right, and you still can't compete with that shithole down the street that does no advertising, the building's falling down, it's just a popular place, and there's nothing you can do. Right, right. Seriously, there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. And he goes, that's the one thing in business you'll never get. There's one place, roach-infested, falling down. People just love to go there. Yep. And then you could open bright, brand new, and you'll close in two months because people just don't get it yeah, I mean, there's a lot of tricks to in in the the bar and restaurant business, and you know, not to toot my own horn or anything. I've learned through trial and error, um, but you know, we we do huge numbers, and we're just dude. You, you have to look to find us. We're not even easy to find. You know what no. I mean? Um, Your destination. Right, right, and th- and that's what I go for, and it's it's really about trying to put out a great vibe, but. You know, you see these places. There's a place that was going to open right down the road from us. You know, the building you drive by with the copper. Yeah, roof. that was like some barbecue at some point. Right, right. But but I was watching it, right? And I don't know a lot about behind the scenes or whatever. Um, I know the best of my knowledge. It was a, it was a money guy and then a brother who was a, was a chef. That's what I heard. And then Right. So then I look up. You, know, you Google the other, the, the, the expert's name. You know, and he's worked in all these places like Tokyo, New York City, like, you know, pretty solid resume. Except I'm looking at them, and every place you worked six months, eight months, a year. Like, when I get a resume for a cashier, and it was like that, never mind. So then they demo that place. They spend a half a million on on 
the foundation, but everyone's telling me, oh, this place is gonna put you guys out of business. They're gonna crush you. And I'm like, they have, I'm like, they have no idea what they're doing. They're like, you know, he's rich and this guy's a shit. I'm like, they have no idea what they're doing. I promise you, they have no idea what they're doing. Oh, you don't know, blah, blah, blah. It's a $5 million office building now, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> First of all, location, location. Yeah. Everybody knows one thing too. Like, like I said, everybody thinks they can open a tattoo shop. It's like anything. You gotta deal with so many personalities and you know, and not for nothing, if you're old school and you're dealing with a new crop of kids, yeah. they don't have the same work ethic. They relate to things very different than you do. Right. You know, and now being a business owner, you've got to be on Snapchat and Instagram every right. single day. So, it's a nauseum. Well, social media is the most important. The It's more important than the product that you put out. Yeah, it is. It's the, the you know, old saying, perception's reality. The perception you put out has to be better than anything yeah. else. You know, you can't just, I, I see places, well, you know, they put on Facebook, open today. Like, well, no shit, you're open. Like, you're supposed to be open. You're in business, you know. Um, and, and you got to realize your target markets, like, your, your Facebook group is now your older group. It used to be Facebook yeah, for no, kids. Yeah, no young. No, so, so now you're on Facebook, you know, you got to target your older group. And then you go on Instagram. It's more mid younger group, but it's a little bit of everybody. But then you hit Snapchat if you want to get those people who are in their right. early twenties. And then Twitter's a whole other thing, which I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just it's it's, it's your job doesn't stop. You right. go home and you lay in bed and blah blah. Right, right. Like you know, like I make videos for the week. Yeah. You know, it take me you know two hours to make that. And cut it up and make it right. Right, yeah. but people like, but it's it's giving back to the customer who comes in and spends their money. People like seeing it. They go, oh, you know, they, they, like oh, I was on the Sunset Rib, Ribs uh, video dancing, and right. people like it. And, it. and it's it is all about the customer and giving back to them. You know, it, it's just it's a it's a new era. It's a it's a new customer with new expectations. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like I already told you, we definitely do something. Get together, do a big promotion down there. Yeah, for sure. And I'll throw a twelve day. Like right now, what I'm doing for this week, mm -hmm. for one week, it started Saturday. It'll end this Sunday. Actually, a little over a week um, for a ten anniversary. I'm doing a, if you buy a $100 gift certificate, you, you get an extra $20 on that gift certificate. Okay. If you spend 200 you get an extra 50 Oh, wow. And you get to enter yourself into a $500 free tattoo by any one of my artists, even me. So, and that's just a free raffle. So you get one raffle ticket, and then if you buy a gift certificate, you can enter again. So as many gift certificates you buy, uh, you can you keep get, entering. Oh, that's awesome, And that's man. only gonna go one week. My girlfriend actually won um, a $500 uh, gift certificate she won the Halloween costume contest at oh, yeah. Harp and Dragon, like oh, cool. in, I think it was like 2016 or something like that. Yeah, but, still good. Uh, but you, no, no, she's already used. She oh, cool, did, cool, Tom, cool. Tommy did a Tommy did a piece on her leg. Oh, cool, so. cool, cool. But no, it's just cool. I always see you out there with businesses, and you know, you know, because let's face it. I mean, I love the casino, but it's the small guys that keep this whole thing running. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm originally from Rhode Island, but I've been in this area now for God 20 plus years. So I, I always want to support. The local businesses that I go to, you know, these are my favorite places. So, why wouldn't I want to make them more successful? So like, they guarantee they stay in business. Right. You know, I don't mind going new places, but you know, it's kind of like Cheers. You want to go where people know your name, and yeah. you walk in like, hey, I know everybody. Instead of you walk in like, man, I don't know anybody. Right, right. <laughs> um, so I was when I was getting uh, my haircut last week. Somehow, I think I was talking about that I was going to have you on on the podcast. I was talking to my barber. Um, his name is Ryan. He's over at Jordan Village Barbershop in Waterford. Great dude, great spot. Um, you know, and he's he's inked up, tatted up. What's what's the the business? What do you like to? 
inked up? Is that, is that oh, acceptable? Yeah, that's like whatever. I, I didn't know if there was a, a lexicon where you're like, mm-hmm. this douchebag said inked. No, inked up, <laughs> sleeves, yeah. so, colored, yeah, whatever. Either way, he's got a ton of ink. Great dude. And we were talking about it. And then we got to talking about uh, there was the place in the casino that closed. King's Inc. Right. And it just it was an, an odd place to like – have it to me. It's like oh, I want a jackpot. Let me get something permanently on my body. See, the difference was they had a bunch out in Vegas. He was out there in Vegas too. Yeah. King Zinc. Um, I know him. I know the guy well. He's a very, very successful businessman. Um, <clears throat> he started way back in the '80s. You know, the problem, the only problem I see is just you know, the, it's it's hard. The rents are high. You know, so when you have local businesses, like everybody that works at the casino already goes to their tattoo artist, whether it be a Norwich or right. whoever. So for you to come in to open one, you're trying to get maybe some tourists. Yeah. Well, you know, no one's staying there a week. Yeah. So that's where you get your tattoo. Like in Vegas, three, four days, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo. Right, right. And it just, you know, to me, it's just a tough business to pull in there because the high rate of turnover, you, your, your price has to be so high that yeah. no one wants to go because it's just ridiculously priced. Right. So, you know, when I think of the casino, so like, like I said, I had Sam Romanella on the show in the first episode, and he was saying, you know, since moving there, it's been a great for business because the kind of stuff he sells are Im- some impulse buy stuff or like, you know, he said, you know, if you have, say, a, a woman in there and she won big and she's like, oh, my husband gets mad when I gamble, but if I come home with, you know, this. It makes all- perfect sense. Right, right. But I just don't. Like the tattoo, what are you gonna get? Like Fox was tattooed on your arm because you just hit a jack. But it's just the correlation to me wasn't there, which then led us down a rabbit hole. And I would never expect you to talk bad about another place. I don't even know anything about the place, but like tattoo shop in the mall, dude. Like, to be honest with you, I haven't seen any work come out of there. Um, it's just like, oh, hey, I gotta get some socks and a tattoo, you know? It's well, the only reason it kind of makes sense to me would be a lot of Navy people in the area, a lot of, and they don't have, and if you're under 21, where are you gonna go hang out? Right, right. You're going to walk around them all. So okay. maybe you'll catch some of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I no, could have done I, it. I never, I, never, I, I never thought about that angle of it. Um, but to me, I don't know. It kind of it loses its, I don't know. There's, there's something about a, a family or, or a home with a tattoo shop. You walk into them like, this is my place. Right, right. It's just not a mall. It you just, know, yeah, it doesn't, it throws me off a little bit. But, you know, you got to. Over the times and see what's up. Yeah, uh, um, when I think of a tattoo shop, though, I think of the vibe. Like every tattoo shop I've ever been into has always had like a really cool vibe. Yeah, but it's also very private, and that smell of green soap, which I always thought should be like a Yankee candle, is right. like the best smell <laughs> ever. But um, you might just made a million dollars right there. Yeah, right. But, but I used to, I used to always think that man. I love that smell of right. that soap. I always thought, I was like, how is that? and green soap. Yeah, yeah how's there not a, a candle? For it, but um, when it's in like a wide open area like that, and it's also you have a relationship with a tattoo artist, I think, because it's a it's a very vulnerable. You're laying there, you know, you're bleeding, a lot you're, of trust. You're you're in pain. They're putting something on you. You have a relationship with that. Whereas the, a mall, it's like really getting your haircut at Walmart. You know what I mean? Where it, like yeah, I mean I get that too. That's kind of like when you. Like sometimes a lot of restaurants die in a mall because you don't get that hometown vibe. Right. It's just like, say generic. Yeah. Or too sterile. I don't, and, and just far as the vibe, but you know. Do you find that you really get like a a lifetime bond with a lot of customers? Because I, I feel like that. Yes. Like when I when I have a tattoo artist, I've only had well, 
I've had a few tattoos I've gotten done. I, when I go to Ireland every year, I always get something done. Right. But locally, my first wave of tattoos, the first one I got done were by, do you know Adam Hillier? Yeah. yeah. So he, he was at Eagle's Nest. Yeah. And then he had to place Iron Shamrock yep. for a while. Up in like Oakdale yeah, or somewhere yeah, yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah I've kind of lost track of him then. But then I met Alyssa because she's worked for me at Sunsets. And right. she's just incredible. And she's done you know, the last three or four pieces that, that I've had done too, like real, real big pieces. And, um, you know, like I said, dude, like you're laying there, you're bleeding, it hurts. They're putting something permanently on you. And it, but then at the end, man, it comes out awesome. Like, I feel like, like, like you put that on me. There's a connection. There'll always, yes. there'll always be a connection. It's not like, uh, it's almost like when you go to a doctor, like that's my doctor. Right. Like, you go, like go to somewhere else. Like, no, you're my guy. Right. So yeah, I get that. And honestly, being from Rhode Island, most of my friends that are still my friends, I've actually tattooed them. We became friends right. from Connecticut. So now like some of my best friends, I, I met them through tattooing. Where in Rhode Island are you from? Just over the line, Richmond. Okay. It used to be called Alton, but they changed it to Wood River Junction. They changed the name of the town? Yeah, that's not even existing anymore. Really? I don't know why they did that, because I went to Cherahoe High School. Yeah, I know Cherahoe. Blah, blah, blah. And I grew up playing golf at Meadowbrook when it was like, it was the Brickyard. And yeah. Fought, you know, 17 bucks and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I come over here, started tattooing, and I just moved over here, opened my business, and met some just amazing people. You know, you know, we know it's literally most of the same, same people, people we know. Right, right. You know, and I love the loyalty. That's Which is why it was great thing. setting this up, man. You know, shout out to uh, to Chaz to put in the final. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My again. boy. Love that kid to death. Great dude, man. It's the, um, he's got my door this year at Sunsets. And that's great, great You ain't going to worry about nothing with great that Great asset man. to have. Yeah, there. I think so. You got to, as you know, man, you got to surround yourself with good people. You can't do nothing on your own. Right, for sure, man. Um, so, yeah, 12 tattoos, Long Hill Road and Grind, right? That's Long Hill Road. Road. We're attached to uh, Northern Lights. Northern Lights, across from, uh, what was that? There's a sleep shop in. Yeah, White Sleep Shop. Yeah, yeah. There's Mint Leaf, Bank of America. Mint Leaf. That's an interesting place. That's good food, though. Is it? Food is great, is it? dude. Really? The, dude, they're banging. The food's banging in it. I, I went in there for, I have a friend who bartends there. Um, me and uh, my buddy Durham went in there. It's an interesting spot. Um, Sometimes they were throwing some parties at night and that wasn't working out. I, I don't know. I, just, I thought it was like a, a an the food there's, there's just really so many light bulbs in there, man. There's just so, that new look. dude, there's just so the many Edison light bulbs. bulbs. Yeah, yeah, the there's, there's like 7,000 of yeah, them. Yeah, dude, you never ate? No, I haven't eaten there. Dope. Is it? I'll yeah, have to check that out, man. Like I said, I have a friend of bartends there, so yeah, I have to check dope. it out. But um, you know, if you're in the area, man, you got to hit Steve up for it. How how far out do you book? Are you booked right now? I don't know specifically. I think it's uh, end of June or something yeah. like that. But um, I know you have a lot of other commitments. Some. Uh, yeah, I lucked out. I'm going to Germany in August. Okay. Um, they hit me up. They do cruise ships on rivers. Yeah. Because they don't have an ocean over there. Okay. They're not close to an ocean. So they're like, hey, we want you to come over and tattoo and mingle and for like seven days and you're going to port and go out and see shit. I'm like, man, I am in. Yeah, that's wild, man. I like I've been to Rio de Janeiro twice, Argentina. I've been very fortunate. You know, I can, you know, New Mexico, all sorts of places. Man. Awesome, Can't complain. Man. Oh, that's great. And then um, March of next year, man, everyone go check out that tattoo uh, convention. Oh, yeah. We're going to make it big. We're going to make it huge. Hopefully... We make it so big that it's just an annual thing, and it keeps growing and getting bigger. Right, right. I'll, I'll be, I'll be waiting for my free passes at the oh, at Will Club. Don't worry about that at all, brother. All right, Steve. I appreciate you coming on, man. Anytime, man. Anytime. Thanks so much, buddy. No problem, brother. No soon. problem. Thanks, man.